Uh, so good to see you on a Wednesday night. Great things happen on Wednesday night, right? Great things happen. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is good. Well, we've been talking about summer stories for the last several months, and it's probably be our last week on summer stories, and, and it's so good to have uh, Trey and Heather with us, and, and it's so good to have them with us this evening, and he'll actually be ministering next Wednesday night. And so if you don't know Trey, he's a professional uh, rodeo roper guy, but also he's an anointed man of God that ministers, uh, I think probably every day of the week somewhere. Uh, if he's not rodeoing and roping, he's, he's roping souls, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what you say. So, you know, there's fishers of men and there's, I guess, roper of men. But uh, anyway, bring him into the kingdom of God. But, um, but it's, it's great to have you guys and looking forward to here with God's place in your heart next Wednesday, and, and so good to have you guys this evening. So, so we've been talking about summer stories, and um, and what we've been doing is really just talking about these uh, some Old Testament stories and bringing it into a life of faith, a life of um, obedience, and a life of victory, and and bringing out some stories and and bringing those principles that may have take pla- taken place in the Old Testament, but bringing them in. And what does that mean in the, in the New Testament? So if you have your Bibles, which you should, or at least a phone or something, we are, we are a Bible church. We, uh, we are a word church. Um, you know, um, no offense in other, I'm not getting on other churches, but, but you may turn to more than one scripture in our services. Um, so, um, you know, there's some churches, they, I don't think they open the Bible anymore, but you know, that's, that's between them and Jesus. But, but I, I believe in the word. I believe the, the word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. I believe the word, if we don't have the word, then it's going to be impossible for you to have faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing what by the word, right? So, um, so anyway, it's, we, we have to base everything we believe in the word and, I don't, I make no, I make no excuses for the word. I don't try to rationalize the word. I don't try to dumb down the word. I don't try to say, well, you know, well, we don't, we, we don't believe all, no, we believe all the word. And if, and if, if it's something my, my, my mind can't understand, then I have to, Lord, you didn't make mistakes. Then if, if it's something that my mind can't grasp, then you know what? I need you to open my mind a little bigger, right? I need you to open my heart a little bigger. I'm not going to try to come some sort of excuse of, well, that's what he was really meant or that that's not really what was being said. No, no. I, I want to say, open my mind, open my heart because, because I, I want to, I want to think like him, right? I want to think like him and I always want to come up in my, my thinking in my life. So go to Joshua chapter 10. Did I tell you that already? Joshua chapter 10. I'll give you a moment to get there. You know, uh, Joseph was sharing, you know, something with me before and just, just these summer stories, you know, Luke chapter 24, you know, some of you know the stories where Jesus, after he had risen from the dead and, and his disciples didn't realize it yet. Um, he, there's a few disciples that were on their way back to another town and all of a sudden this stranger starts walking with them and, and they're saying, don't you know what's going on and everything that's happened? And they're like, you, you haven't heard about Jesus and all everything that happened. And, and, but yet they didn't realize they're talking to Jesus. And it says he started from Moses, you know, all through the old Testament, through the prophets. And it said, and he expounded himself to them. And it said, when he got done, it said, it said their eyes were, it said, didn't our hearts burn within us when he, when he unfolded the scriptures, 
You know, that was the Old Testament. Jesus unfolded the scriptures and they said, didn't our hearts burn within us? So don't, don't throw out the Old Testament just because you might not understand it or you think it, it passed away. No, it, it's, it's going to bring the past. It's going to bring to light what the New Testament is all about, right? And so I want to read this story to you as we, get, as we begin. And we're going to deal with the principle in it. In Joshua chapter 10, thank you, Father. Verse 12 says, Then spake Joshua to the Lord, In the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Geboan, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Yasher? So that the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hastened not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. What a story. See, this can be one of those things, one of those far-fetched stories. You know, here a man, Joshua, he all of a sudden he's in a battle and he chooses to, he cho- God didn't tell him he had to speak it. It wasn't a mandate from God. There was no mandate that, you know what, you've got to, you know what, you, you have to beat them and you only have one day to do it. There was nothing that was communicated that there was this need that, that the son had to stand still. Joshua chose that day out of his heart to speak to the Lord. Now it's interesting. He didn't speak to the sun and he didn't speak to the moon. He spoke to God. And when he spoke to God, he said, son, stand still. He spoke to God. And as he, and as he was speaking to God, he was speaking to the sun and telling it to stand still. Why? What was the need? I wish I could answer that question. I wish I had, I wish I had a, you know, just to, we can go, I can break it down point by point of why he had to do this. I do not know. You know, there's a lot of things and, and people say, well, that's, that's just a weird story. Is there anything, you know what, there's, there's some things that I've read. There's some things I've researched about this and, and, but I, I don't want necessarily, I can give you, I can communicate a little bit about it and, and, and how some of these things could be factual. You know, uh, they said that NASA did some research and they went back and they were talking about the, the dating of things, the lunar eclipses and everything based on when other things took place. And, and just to make a long story short and some research, they said, they said through time and how they belong, they believe this span of time was, they said they're missing one day or the, the so many hours or whatever and, and 23 hours and 40 minutes or whatever it is. And, and they're saying, well, that was why, because, because Joshua told the son to stand still and they're, well, what about the other time? Cause it wasn't quite complete. And they said, well, in Isaiah, you know, he told the prophet to speak to the son for it to go back 10 degrees. And so, so, he, so that's what they're right. So, Hey, don't tell them pastor Justin said this and, and believe, I'm just saying, Hey, these are things that could be, I don't know. But the point is, I believe it happened. You know, and it, why did it happen? I don't know. I, I believe I, I, I researched and prayed about it. And one thing I came up with is, is the Amorites, their God that they worship primarily was the sun and the moon. 
And Joshua could have took authority over what they worshiped and, and commanded, wait a minute. And, and to make the, I don't know, but that's not my point tonight. <laughs> I, I wish I had more on the story to tell you, but sorry, <laughs> but I want to deal with a principle tonight. I want to deal with a principle of faith. You know, faith, there's certain characteristics of faith. You know, first, faith is how we live as believers. Faith is our means in which please God, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And that's not, you know, someone asking, Rochelle, what faith are you? And I'm not talking about what denomination you are, whether you're Baptist, whether you're Catholic. I'm not, I'm not, that's not when I, when we talk about faith, that's not the question. That's not what we're talking about. It's not your denomination is what pleases God. What pleases God is faith. Without faith, it's impossible. It doesn't say hard. It says impossible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, right? You know, Galatians 3.11 says, the just shall live by faith. Romans 1.17 says, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10.38 tells us, the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 2.4 says, the just shall live by his faith. So, so if, if we're the just and we're, we, we are the just because we were made righteous, correct? So that's how do we live? We live by faith. So there's principles that things that we can see that can recognize faith. Dr. Savell has a, a great book. It's a, it's, it's not a huge book. He has quite a few books on faith. One called the life of faith. We have that in the bookstore, but he has another one that, that came out years ago and it's called the nature of faith. It's a great book. And he talks about the nature, the, the, the cycle of faith. One of the things is faith sees, you know, faith, faith sees in order. You know, if you have faith, you, you see something down in here. You, you may not see something here, but you see something in here. In Hebrews 11, it talked about this kind of faith with Abraham. And it said that Abraham said, received Isaac in an image. Meaning when, before you know the story that, that, that Abraham was supposed to take Isaac up on the, up on the altar, right? And, and it said though, even when he rose the knife, it said that Abraham had already received Isaac in an image and all, all that was by faith. Faith causes you to see things from God's perspective. Another principle of faith is faith acts. We know without, you know, without works, faith is dead, Right. I'm not, I don't have time to unpack all these tonight. Another thing is faith stands. Another one is faith rejoices, right? You know, you know, we, we praise God and rejoice before we ever see it happen. Right. We, other words, we praise God on this side of the mountain. We, we don't wait till it's happened to praise God. We praise God on this side because we believe it's already happened. Right. So faith rejoices. And each one of these are, are messages in themselves. And another one is faith rests. Faith rests. It's Hebrews chapter four. Faith rests. But there's one that I haven't talked about. And it's really, the, it's, if it's in a cycle, it's really number two. Faith sees. And number two is faith speaks. Faith 
speaks. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Really love Wednesday nights because it gives me an opportunity to just for us to unpack the word and be like Bible school and, and for, for the, just the Lord to open our hearts to the word of God. Because I'm not, I'm not interested in, 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 in staying the same. I'm interested in, in growing, right? How about you? And so this is like Bible school on Wednesday night. So I encourage you to get here. If you can't get here, man, watch online. Go back and listen to it. Because I'm telling you, it's, man, always growing, always growing. Never stay in the same place. Romans chapter 10. So faith speaks. Because that's what we saw in Joshua. He, he said, son, stand still. And it obeyed him. So let's, let's, let's think about faith that speaks. Thank you, Father. Let's look at verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Now, th- listen. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh. Meaning, meaning, right, anytime you see righteousness, it's not just a position I have as a believer, but it's also a position that I place myself in that does things the way God does things. Uh, for instance, you know, a lot of times, we, a lot of us know the scripture, what uh, Matthew six thirty three seek first the kingdom of God, right? But that's not the whole scripture. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So how do, what does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? His righteousness is the way God does things, right? It's not just, is not just a means of being holy, but it's a right, doing things righteously is doing things the way God would do them, right? So, so you think about this, it says, but righteousness, which is of faith. So if we're going to have righteousness, the way God has faith, it's going to speak on this wise It's going to speak in this way. It's going to have words connected to his beliefs. And so what, what does it, for one say not in your heart. So, so faith that com- faith that's like God's is not going to say, is not going to say in your heart. Who shall ascend to heaven that is to bring Christ down? Meaning, who shall say to bring Christ down? Then it says, or who shall descend to the deep that is to bring Christ up? But what does it say? Meaning, it's not going to try to get Christ to come down or Christ to come up. Why would it even say that? Meaning, because Christ already came down and Christ already came up. It's already been done. It's already happened. Because this is referring to salvation, okay? Meaning, meaning it's not trying to get God to come down to do something else for you. It's not trying to get God to come down to heal you. It's not trying to get God to come down and save you. Meaning, meaning faith rests in what's already taken place and what's already happened. Might be getting a little too deep with that. Sorry. But, but what does it say? The word is nigh thee, even in thine mouth and in thine heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. The word of faith. So Paul was a word of faith preacher. <laughs> the word of faith, which we preach. Meaning this is what is all about what we speak. But he says what? The word is nigh thee. And where is the word? It's in your mouth and where? In the heart. Verse 9 says, 
that if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if I just have faith in my heart, then my faith is incomplete. Because just in these few scriptures, we see two things that faith has to be in two places. It has to be in my heart and it has to be in my mouth. It has to be in my heart and it has to be in my mouth. First of all, let's deal with the heart aspect. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Your heart is a container. Your heart is a vessel. Your heart is something that holds things. And whatever is in your heart is what will come out of your mouth. I, I, I don't... Whatever, whatever you're filled with, we're going to see it when you're under pressure. Whether good, bad, or ugly. You can try to keep it in if you want. You can try to suppress it. You, but when I'm telling you, when, when, when it, you're being squeezed... What is in you will come out of you. And we're going to see what, what your vessel's filled with. And that, you know, that's not to bring any condemnation. It just is a, it is a thermostat to let us know that we need to get filled with something different. You know, so you, you know, if, if things are happening, like if you're in traffic, like I am sometimes. And, and there's some things that happen. My wife would just kind of just shake her head. That lets me know that Justin needs to be filled with some other stuff right now. <laughs> and quickly, and quickly. Now let's look at this. It says, <laughs> verse 33, either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt for the tree is known by its fruit. Mm. Shall I keep reading? Oh, generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? How? Jesus asked them the question, oh, you, he calls them vipers and he tells them, how can you speak good things? The question is you can't because you only can speak what you are. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, this is why we have to renew our mind. That's why we have to renew our mind with the word, because we need the word coming out of us, not CNN coming out of us. We need the word coming out of us, not our past coming out of us. We need the word coming out, uh, out of us, not what someone did to us coming out of us. We, we need the word coming out. The word that we, we don't need justification coming out of us. We need the word coming out. We don't need excuses coming out of us. We need the word coming out of us. <laughs> You're just going to love this tonight. I can tell. Hallelujah. <laughs> For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, see, you're only going to speak what you're filled with. 
So that's why it's so important that we need to be filled with the word. The word is nigh thee, even in your heart and in your mouth. But if you're not near the word, you're not going to speak the word. If you're not filled with the word, you're not going to speak the word. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speak. Your mouth, your heart is a container and your mouth is the carrier of what's in your heart. Just like my hands are like the care, the, the strength. See, I can only carry what, what I, I carry things in my hands, but my hands can only carry what my muscles can handle. Your, I don't know if that's a good illustration or not, but just the understanding of what my mouth is a, my mouth is a carrier of the words that are in my heart. So therefore we have to understand how important it is that we speak right words. James talks about how forcible it is to speak right words. And there's so many things I could talk about as it pertains to our words, but I want to make sure I'm just staying on this point that faith speaks. But where is faith found first? It's found in the heart. It's found in our heart and it's found in our mouth. It's found in our heart and it's found in our mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if faith isn't in your heart, you can't speak faith. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you have an image of poverty on the inside of you, that's all you'll speak. If all you have on the inside of you is an image of, I can't imagine blank, then you always live with, I can't imagine blank. You'll never have. If all you speak is about the problem, if all you speak is about what happened yesterday, then that's, that's the area in which you'll stay and you'll remain. You know, I know people that have experienced negative things and have never 20 years ago and have never grown beyond 20 years ago because their heart is still filled with what happened 20 years ago. You know, I, I remember talking to a, a, a doctor about a few things and they were talking about people's habits and people's situations and, and, and I'm not belittling what people have gone through, abuse, things they faced, but someone was saying that, that when they, they experienced something when they were 17 years of age and now they're 40 years of age, but they still act like a 17 year old. Why? Because, because they haven't got, got beyond the abuse that happened when they were 17 years of age, because they've never been filled with something greater than what they were filled with up to that point. And I believe that could be for some here for some people that are in here. And it's not to, it's not to condemn you. It's realizing that God wants you to go to a greater level in your life. That you can't get to the future that God has for you if you constantly live in the past. Faith is always future. Now faith is the subs the things hoped for. Faith is never past. Faith, see, if it was about past, you don't need faith for the past. Faith is always future tense. That, that might be a revelation for some people. It, you, you can't have faith for living in the past. You, you have to have faith in the present and in the future. So I encourage you we, that our heart is a container. And what is your heart filled with is to determine what you're, what's going to come out of your heart. 
For out, I need to get going. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. So if a, if a good man has a good thing in his heart, what happens? He experiences good things. An evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil things. So do you want good things to happen in your life? Change the treasure. Change what you're putting in. Change, change what's, change, change what you consider to be valuable. See, a treasure is valuable. Change your value system on, on what you feed on. Thank you, Father. Verse 36, but I say to you that every idle word that a man shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Now get this, for by thy words thou shalt be justified and by your words you'll be condemned. See, what you continue to say about your life, what you say, can, what you say over other people, what you say over your children can either change them or confine them. See, what does it say? By your words, you're justified. See, if I justify something, I put it in the right order. You know, if you understand anything about word or doing a paragraph, what, what does justify mean? I mean, you put it in the right position. You put it in the right place, right? So by my words, I'll put things in order. I'll put things the way they need to be. But also by my words, I can be condemned. So you got to understand your words are containers and they're either, they're either liberating you or they're confining you. They're either, they're either binding you or they're setting you free. But not only can your words do that to yourself, but your words can do that in someone else's life. Don't, don't tell your children that they're, don't, don't tell your children that they're bad. Don't tell, don't tell your wife the, the things that are of negative. Don't tell someone, don't say over yourself and don't say over other people what you don't want in their lives. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying with it, find other words to say. There's no bad children. There's, there's, there's bad influences. No one's raised, no one's raised bad. No one's raised, no no one is born to, to be bad. They're bad because of their environment they're in. I had no clue I'm going to say some of these things. But what you have to understand, this, this is, this is the, the, the word of God. And, and people think religion or the word, that's just some religious thing. No, God sent his word so we could live like him. Second Peter four says this, says the gospel was preached. It doesn't say, it does not say this. The gospel was preached so you could go to heaven. Second Peter four does not say that. It says the gospel was preached so you could live in the spirit like God lives in the spirit. Yeah, salvation, heaven's a part of it. But, but Jesus came so he could get things back to the way they were in the garden before Adam and Eve ever sinned. 
That's, the, that's why Jesus, Jesus came to bring us back to this place so we could have communion with God like Adam had communion before he ever messed up. So we could, like Adam in the garden in Genesis chapter two, it tells us, and this is the history of how God created the heavens and the earth. And it said that he created the animals and he brought them before Adam to see what Adam would name them. Wow, man. And that is what Adam called them. What what came out of Adam's mouth is what they became. (laughs) See, some of you have never seen that in scripture. Man, you have to understand that this, 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 what's in your heart is a big deal. Amen. And too often we just let what's, what comes in our heart and out of our heart as, as a no big deal. Man, I'm telling you, you're either justified by what's coming out of your mouth or you are condemned by it. But what's coming out of your mouth is what's in your heart. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I believe that was for a lot of us in here, even for me. Amen. I love things when the Holy Ghost just brings them out. Amen. So speaking faith-filled words, the whole sun stand still was Joshua Releasing his faith in his God for something to take place while he was in this battle. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. It says, we having the same spirit of faith as, as, thank you, Father. We having the same spirit of faith. So we talked about the word of faith that we preach. Now here he says, Paul is saying, we having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written. So this was written somewhere else before, right? As it's written. It was written in, it was written in Psalms 116 verse 20. So Paul's quoting the Old Testament here. He's saying, we have that same spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith that, that David had. What did David say? I have believed, therefore have I spoken. So now he brings it back to himself. He goes, we believe and therefore we speak. So Paul says, we having the same spirit of faith. So the spirit of faith. Faith, like I said, is almost like whatever you put in your heart, it's automatic. It's going to come out. So when something is in your heart in faith, it's automatic. It's going to come out. So the, the spirit, the force of faith, the, we having the same force of faith, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. So, so because I believe there's nothing else that's going to happen but me speaking. So we believe, therefore we speak. So Paul's saying, because I believe this so strongly, I can't help but speak it. As it was written before, as David said, I believe, therefore have I spoken. 
We believe, and because we believe, therefore we speak. And I heard this years ago, and I heard someone say this, and when they read the scripture and they said, let me say it so that we believe, therefore we speak. And I heard someone make the statement, he said, too many people cross the bridge, therefore, too quickly. We believe, we believe, the bri- therefore, we speak. What do I mean by that? So often, we speak, but yet we don't believe. I have believed, therefore, because I believe, therefore, I speak. So sometimes we do a lot of speaking of what we wish God could do, what we want, what we wish God would do. We do a lot of speaking, but yet do we, have we come to a place of belief? See, it's not, it's not, this isn't, if I just speak it enough, it comes to pass. It's not, God's not a, he's not a genie. He's not a, hey, let me, let me just speak it enough. I'm, hey, come on, triple sevens. Come on, triple sevens. If I, oh, come on, healing. Come on now. You know, it's not, it's not a slot machine. If I just speak it enough and if I speak it at just the right octave, the right level, all of a sudden it's going to come to pass. No, it's, it's, we believe, therefore we speak. So what I have, what I have to do in my heart, I have to work on my believing first. Because I can do a lot of speaking, but, but sometimes he goes, Justin, do you really believe what you're speaking? Well, you know what, Lord, I, I'm not sure. And then he, then he told this to me, he goes, when you're unsure, if you're at a place of faith, you need to, instead of trying to speak commanding words, you need to come to a place where you're speaking, confirming words. What, what do I mean by that? See, so often we're trying to command something, but yet we don't really believe it yet. So he says, you know, which commanding words is what Joshua did. But I have to get to a place first where, where I'm at a place of faith. And how I get to a place of faith is speaking confirming words. What is some, when I confirm something, what am I doing? I'm validating its truth. So what do I do? I speak the word. There's nothing wrong with speaking the word. We're going to speak the word. And what is that? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So every time I'm speaking it, I'm confirming it. I'm meditating it. I'm pulling it over in my heart. I'm thinking about it. For instance, you know, say I'm I'm facing the situation with a need in my life. God shall, it says, God shall supply all of my need, all of my need, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And, you know, I could say that and say, God, you're going to supply all my needs. But yet after I pray, I'm like, man, will you? Do you care enough about me? Do you really love me? We talked about that Sunday that faith is persuaded, but it's persuaded what? Out of love, knowing the love for you. So, so I have to come to a place and get back and, and confirm what is it? Oh yeah. 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 Oh, I remember when you provided for me before. I remember you, you know what? You came through Joseph and you met his need that time. I remember how you did that with Joseph. What I'm doing, I'm taking the word. I'm taking stories. I'm taking testimonies. And what I'm doing, I'm confirming the word. I'm rolling it in my, I'm meditating it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about what his word says about my situation. 
I'm thinking about how his word. And you know what? What are some more scriptures about that? Oh, yeah. You said you give seed to the sower. And you multiply my seed sown. Oh yeah, Father, I am a sower. So Lord, I thank you because of my sower, you multiply my seed sown. And you also, you said you increase the fruits of my righteousness. And, and so what am I doing? I'm taking the word and I'm confirming it in my heart. You know what? And the more and more you confirm it, the more and more it grows, the more and more it builds, the more and more it strengthens. And then you get to a place where I have believed, therefore have I spoken. And now your confirming words turn into commanding words. I have believed, therefore have I spoken. So let's not cross the bridge, therefore, too quickly. Let's, let's, let's continue to meditate the word, build the word into our heart, build a word into our hearts. You know, just like bless the Lord, all my soul and all that's within me and forget not any of his benefits. Maybe you have a hard time believing that God's forgiven you. We'll find scriptures in there. And and I'm telling you who forgives me of all my iniquities. Oh, and he heals me of all my diseases. He heals me of all my diseases. it, It could take you six months quoting that scripture. It could take you six months saying by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Oh, Jesus, you took 39 stripes on your back. You know what? I'm going to visually inside here. I'm going to see each one of those stripes on your back. Oh, because I know each one of those stripes had to do with what I'm dealing with. You know, but see, like I'm saying, it's not just all of a sudden just trying to get God to do something. Man, he, he wants you to know him. He wants you to know his word. He wants you to know him. But I'm telling you, faith is where? In your heart and in your mouth. It is not just, it's not just mental ascent up here, but it's something that's so filled your heart to where, to where, when, when you're standing at a Red Sea, you can raise the staff because God said, raise the staff. You can speak to the rock because God said, speak to the rock. You can have an issue and not know why you're doing it, but son, stand still. Why? Because, because he, he so, he, he so knows, he so realized Joshua knew that, 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 you know, Hey, he just got done. You know, we, we see in Hebrews 11 verse, I believe it's 29. He says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell, fell flat. That was Joshua. Joshua had to come to a place of faith. Man, if walls can, walls can fall because we, we chose to shout, what can, what can we do if I speak to the sun? Speaking faith-filled words. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Man. Mm. Go to Matthew chapter 17. Holy Spirit, thank you for opening our eyes to the word. I'm so grateful for the word that I've got to hear over the last 26 years. I I mean, I'm, I, you know, I think about it. I heard Keith Moore say this because he had the opportunity to send her Kenneth Hagin so many years and, and the Lord spoke this to him. He goes, he goes, there's, there's some people that never have heard one good message on a life of faith. 
And I, I mean, when I heard that, I was like, Lord, I apologize if I've taken your word for granted. Just, oh, I need a new revelation. Need a new revelation. Need a new revelation or need something new. Man, man, and realizing the message of faith. Wow. So many people that don't know the word of God in a way that can, can bring change to their lives. I don't want to be that type. I want to be a church that, man, we, we, we unpack, we know the word. We, and, and you know the word, you know God. Thank you, Father. Matthew chapter 17. Thank you, Father. Verse 14 says, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's a lunatic, sore vexed, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless, perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. He called them a faithless and perverse generation. And Jesus rebuked in verse 18. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of it. He rebuked the devil. When he, what do you, you, you command? He spoke to the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said to him, because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. See, but yet up to this time, we know if you go back to Matthew chapter 10, they came back to Jesus and said, even the demons are, are subject to us. They, you see, you, we, we healed the sick. We, we, we did all these things and even the demons were subject to us. But yet that was in chapter 10. They get to chapter 17 they're, and they're like, how come it didn't work like it worked before? And Jesus calls it, it says, because of their unbelief. And he says this, this to them. He says, for verily... Or truly, I say to you, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain. Meaning it wasn't just having faith, but it was also saying to the mountain. So Jesus was telling them, it's not just believing that the devil has to go. It's not just thinking the devil has to go, but it's, it's coming to a faith, a belief that when you speak to the devil... The devil leaves. Now, what I want you to see here and bring this out, and I don't have time to unpack that entire scripture, everything that happened with this, but I want, I want you to see that Jesus, Jesus spoke faith-filled words. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. Jesus realized that it wasn't just faith, but it, it was words that carried power. Mark chapter 11, Mark chapter 11. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mark chapter 11, verse 12. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, verse 12, he, he, he went to Bethany, he was hungry, verse 13. And seeing the fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, he happily, that he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it. And Jesus answered 
and said unto it. So he answered, he answered the fig tree. (laughs) Jesus is having a conversation with a fig tree. (laughs) Jesus answered it. See, see, there's things in life that are speaking to you. See here, see if there were leaves on a fig tree, then there should have been figs on the, there should have been figs, figs on it because they, they happened the same time. But yet he sees, he sees leaves on it, but yet there's no figs. So Jesus answers it. (laughs) I love that. And Jesus answered and he said to it, the fig tree, no man shall eat fruit of you hereafter. And and the disciples heard it. It's like, it's like here, if this is the fig tree, Jesus says, no man eat for you any longer. Goodbye. And he walks away. That was it. End of conversation. He answered it. So here it is the next day. And we get down to verse 20 to 20. He says, in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. The roots. And Peter calling, remembered, said unto him, master, behold, the fig tree, which you cursed is withered away. You see, Proverbs tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. See, there are some things you need to speak life to in your life. And there are some things you need to speak death to in your life. See, often we, 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 we are always speaking life, but you know what? There's some things you need, you need to curse in your life. There's some, there's some things that, that are in your life that aren't producing fruit and you need to speak to them. That's probably a whole nother message, but. But the thing is, is what I want you to stand is Jesus, his words cause something to happen to a natural tree. And so they marveled at that. Verse 22 says, and Jesus answering said unto them. So he answered the fig tree. Now he's answering the disciples. But why? They want to know how did this happen? How did this happen? Then Jesus says this, have faith in God. See, the answer to wherever you're at in your life is have faith in God, <laughs> have faith in God. Now, now really how this is written is, is have the faith of God or it could be have the God kind of faith. Meaning if you want to do things the way God does them, then you have to see how God did things. <laughs> does that make sense? How did God do things? How did God speak? Or how did God bring to pass his will in in the earth? See, we are made in his likeness and his image, right? He gave Adam dominion and authority. Just for a few instances. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Can you put that up on the screen, Rashida? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. So how did God do things? Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So how did God make things? He spoke them. See, we're, we're going to do things. God wants us to live the way he lives. Faith is where? In your heart, in your mouth. For God, where's faith? In his heart, in his mouth. For instance, Genesis chapter one. In 36 verses, where if you take verse four all the way to verse 26, 
out of those X amount of verses, 12 times he either says, God said, or God called. God said, and it was so. God called, and it was great. God said, and it was so. God made it. God created it. God said, and God said, God called. God said, God called. 12 different times throughout everything. God, how did God create everything that we see? He spoke it. Have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Psalms, you could put up Psalms, I believe Psalms 33. Psalms 33 verse 6, I think. Thank you. I don't know if I had that. Psalms 33 verse 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. So if you want to create a better future, you have to start speaking different things, but you're not going to start speaking different things instead until you start believing different things. And you're not going to start believing different things until your heart starts thinking different things. (laughs) Thank you, Father. Faith filled words. Speaking faith filled words. Then he says, for verily, verse 23 of Mark 11, for verily I say to you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and shall not be, be, be removed and be thou cast in the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. I believe, therefore have I spoken. We believe, therefore we speak. Without doubt in his heart. Without doubt in his heart. So we have to fill our heart with the word to get the doubt out. To get the doubt out. And uh, Kenneth Hagin preached, (laughs) I think, 60 years on Mark 11, 20. It's hard for me to do it in in an hour. So (laughs) thank you, Father. Faith-filled words dominate the law of sin and death. Faith-filled words. Jesus realized faithful words dominate. He realized faithful words dominated in his life and ministry. Just for the sake of time, I'll just speak some of these. John 11, verse 43. Jesus spoke, Lazarus, come forth. Mark 5, 35 through 36. He tells Jairus' father, he says, he tells Jairus, he says, fear not, only believe. I mean, Jesus spoke a word to deal with the man's fear. Mark 5, 41, he tells Jairus' daughter, arise. Mark 4, 39, Jesus spoke to the sea and said, peace be still. Matthew 14, 29, Peter walked on the water, but it was all based on because Jesus said, Come. Peter said, if that's you, Lord, bid me come. Well, Jesus knew it was him. So what did Jesus say? Come. And what did Peter step out on? Come. He didn't step out on the water. He stepped out on the word come. And as long as he looked at Jesus, he didn't sink. See, Jesus understood faith-filled words dominate. Hallelujah. And let me, let's close with this. I'm not done, but I just have to stop. Uh, Go to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. 
Thank you for the word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Matthew chapter 9, verse... Thank you, Father. 20. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. This woman that was diseased for 12 years. In other parts, we just know that, that, that she touched the hem of his garment and Jesus turned around and said to the disciples, who touched me? Who touched me? And the disciples say, Master, everyone's crowding you. Everyone's thronging you. Everyone's surrounding about you. He goes, we're all touching you. He goes, no, someone touched me and virtue came out of me. Meaning it wasn't different. They were all touching me, but no, someone touched me and they made a demand on the anointing. They made a demand on the presence of God. They made a demand. See, everyone was touching, but no one was being healed. Just like that, that man was lowered down through the roof. It said the power of the Lord was present to heal, but yet no one was getting healed. And yet Jesus was there. But it wasn't until someone with faith made a demand on what Jesus had on the inside of him. But this woman, she touched the hem of his garment. Now, I want you to understand something. Faith always comes from the word. What, what about this? Why, where did she get that? She got it from scripture in Isaiah. In Isaiah, it said that they knew the Messiah that would come, said that would come with healing in his wings. Now, these aren't wings like a dove that the Messiah is going to have wings and fly around. But what would they call the high priest garment is they would call the hem of the high priest garment, the high priest wings. They would be the wings. And so what happened? She had to have faith because, and she must have heard. She had to hear about this Jesus. She had to hear about Jesus that he was a healer. She had to hear about, well, maybe this is the Messiah. And I know the Messiah was going to come with healing in his wings. And so maybe this is him. So there had to be faith established somewhere and it had to come from the word, right? You can't have faith apart from the word. And here it says the next verse, verse 21 says, for she said within herself, if I may but touch the hem, that touch his garment, I shall be whole. See, she didn't just touch the garment. She touched the garment, but she kept saying, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I just touched the hem of his garment. I don't know how many days she said that. I don't know how many hours she said that. I don't know, but I believe she kept meditating on it, Vic, meditating on it, meditating on it. And when she saw Jesus, she's pressing through the crowd. She's pressing beyond everyone. Nothing's going to get between me and my miracle. Nothing's going to stop me from getting what, what I know to believe. And that's such a belief and a faith on the inside of her. She kept saying, if I just touch his garment, if I just touch the hem of his garment, if I, she kept saying, if I just touch the hem of his garment, if I just just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So when she touched that garment, it made a demand on the gift that was on the inside of Jesus. 
but it was faith that was in her heart and it was faith that was in her mouth. Faith filled words. Faith filled words will change our lives. Thank you, Father. One last scripture. Romans chapter 8. I'm sorry, Romans 10. I started with, started with this, I think. I want you to see this. Romans 10. Thank you, Father. Read this again. Verse, verse 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Are you born again? Then I believe something greater than sun stand still has happened. Because you know what? You were, before you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you were spiritually dead. But yet the moment you, you, you believed in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, it said, and you believed that in your heart and you said that in your mouth, a miracle took place. People don't realize that when you got born again is really the greatest personal miracle you'll ever receive. Watching someone get born again you know, the, the angels say, the angel rejoices when one person is born again. Wow. So, you understand the power of faithful words? You believing in your heart and saying in your mouth that God has raised you, you shall be saved. Free. Delivered. Victorious. Not just, it's not just, it's believing that, I know a lot, I believe a lot of people have maybe made that confession, but not really believe that Jesus died for them. But I believe, I believe if you do that in sincerity and you do that in knowing, I know you, Jesus, I know you died for me. And I, and I speak it out of my mouth. I believe something happens on the inside of our lives. It's not just reciting something here, but it's man. I believe that. I could go on and on. So stand to your feet. Whew. Thank you, Father. We thank you for the word tonight. Hallelujah. We thank you for the word tonight. Thank you for the word tonight, Father. Lord, I thank you that you take this word and, and you continue to build this word in our hearts that we understand, we understand that the word is, is a lot greater than we think it is, that it's more than just a, an ancient book. It's more than a bunch of stories, but it is you speaking to us. Father, I thank you that no matter where we are in our lives today, I thank you, Lord, that we will understand the importance of what it means to fill our hearts with the word. Because out of our heart, our mouth speaks. And I, Father, I thank you that we are a church that is being filled with your word. Mm. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that we, you continue to minister to us long after we leave here tonight. 
the importance of this word and the importance of speaking this word, the importance of this word getting into our hearts in realizing that death and life are in the, that have the ability to be in the power of our tongue. That when we made you Lord of our life, life was in our tongue. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the victory. I thank you for a life of victory. I thank you, Father, that you have, you have given us a faith, a faith that overcomes the world. Thank you, Father, for world overcoming faith. A faith that moves mountains. A faith that changes families. A faith that changes circumstance. A faith that grows. A faith that impacts the world. A faith that, that, that ministers to others. A faith that, that causes other people to be free. A faith that causes other to be, people to be encouraged. Thank you, Father, that we're coming up in our faith. We're rising in our faith. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you for it tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word tonight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Faith is building. Faith is growing. I thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You're faithful. You're faithful. You're faithful. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, I speak life over every person here. Where there's weakness, Lord, I speak strength. I, de- I declare they're strong in the Lord and the power of the might. I declare where the enemy has come in with attacks and come in with negative reports and negative situations. I thank you that, that right now, I thank you that the, the word is flooding every heart. And as the word is flooding every heart, I thank you hope is rising. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Thank you, Father. Father, I declare that the enemy is defeated. I declare the enemy is under our feet. I declare the enemy has no right in any hearts. I I speak, I, I curse every enemy that's trying to destroy marriages. I curse the enemy that's destroy, trying to destroy any family, any calling, any purpose, enemy. I bind you in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that freedom comes. Freedom comes. Cancer, we command you to leave. Every rebellious cell, we command you to cease and desist. And we command, we command weak immune systems to be strengthened. And we command cells to, to increase and grow, become stronger and stronger, to overtake, overtake rebellious cells. Cancer are just rebellious cells. And, and so we, we command healthy cells. We command healthy cells to overtake negative cells. Thank you, Father. Life be. Life be. Thank you, Father. We rejoice. 
in your word. We're grateful for your word. Continue to teach us, Father, this faith in God, this God kind of faith. So we can be your representatives in the earth. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You receive this tonight? Hallelujah. Give a shout of praise for the word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.